Hello, everyone. Thank you all for joining us. Why do we meditate? We meditate because it's a skill that we are developing to help us stop our thoughts. The Buddhists are really the best at doing this. Uh, that's what, why the Buddha came to our world, is in order to teach us and train us. He trained his disciples to stop thinking. Uh, and that's what we do everywhere. Uh, and that's what the Buddhists excel at doing. And so the Buddha came to India and it taught the Indians how to stop their thoughts and what's, why stopping a thought, why is it important? Because we cannot stop our thoughts. We don't know how to stop our thoughts. It's not something and you can, we can will and say, oh, I'm going to stop my thoughts and you can do it. It just doesn't work like that. Why can't we well, stop our thoughts? It's because you can't do it forcefully. You can't do it with brute force because the only way to stop thinking is to know why we're thinking. Yes? You take uh, some pills, some drugs to reduce your thinking. Uh, yes, it reduces your thinking, but you, you will not stop all your thoughts. Okay? And so this is why in, inherently the Buddhists are the experts at doing this because they know, or we know exactly why thoughts are generated. And thoughts are generated because of attachments. Okay? Just a name, a very simple example. It's 5 p.m. here in the United States. It's about dinner time for many of us. Yeah? And so, uh, so, uh, and around this time, we like to start thinking about what we're going to have for dinner, yes? And um, some of us uh, prefer uh, hamburgers, some, some prefer uh, Chinese, some prefer kimchi, whatever. You see, all those preferences are attachments. Is that clear? So around this time, uh, we naturally think of the kind of food that we like to have for dinner. And that's, you see, we like to have it for dinner. The liking to have for dinner are the thoughts that pop up in your mind because of your attachments. Is that clear? It's a very simple process. And so in order to stop our thoughts, uh, we need to go through a training, some drills, to help us learn how to control those thoughts. And ultimately, uh, ultimately we'll, we'll uh, reduce the attachments uh, and, and therefore the thoughts will naturally die by themselves. In other words, to simply put, in order to stop the thoughts, what are you supposed to do? You pop a pill, you stop some thoughts. Yes? Like crazy people, depressed people, have thoughts of depression. So they pop a pill, they, they take a pill, and the pill will make them think, have fewer thoughts. Yes? That's what they do. Manic people, they also have fewer thoughts. Oh. The pills only reduce the, the, the certain types of thoughts or the amplitude or the intensity of those thoughts, the frequency of those thoughts, but they do not stop the thoughts. You see that? Why not? Because you take pills, you need to take pills in order to stop your thoughts. Are you free from thoughts? Do not. Ultimately, you still have one thought left, I need to pop a pill in order to stop my thoughts. You see that? 
So ultimately, you're creating more attachments. You do some attachments here and there, but then you're creating new attachments, your dependency to the pills. See, so ultimately, in order to stop your thoughts, you have to cut off your attachments. Okay, and how do you cut off your attachments? Only the Buddhists know and have managed to train their students how to do it successfully. All kinds of people, okay, uh, everywhere in the world. Men, women, child, okay? Uh, so, so the best way to stop your thoughts is, what do you need to do? Anyone? That's the best way to stop your thoughts. No one knows? It's so obvious. But no one talks about it. How do you stop your thoughts? Until you're able to stop your thoughts, you won't know how to do it. You see? You can talk all you want. You can explain all you want. Until you're able to do it, then you understand how. Okay? So the people who have successfully stopped all the thoughts, they all do this. And you cannot stop your thoughts because you cannot do this. Doing what? Xiao Tai. Are you paying attention? Okay. What are you supposed to do when you want to stop your thoughts? This is what superior boys do. Number four. I think that you don't, uh, you don't only like not think about any thoughts, but like um, you don't, you don't think about the bad thoughts. What about the good thoughts? Well, um, thoughts are that are not um, out of the five precepts, and, yeah. <sighs> so tired. Next. So tired. How do you stop your thoughts? By doing nothing. Can you do nothing? Let me paraphrase it for you. If you can do nothing, then no, no thoughts will arise. Okay, that's uh, it's too mystical for you. Okay? So, trust me, uh, you beginners here, you are new to Chan, you all had to Chan, you still cannot answer my question because you have not able, been able to stop your thoughts. QED. Yeah, you, you're able, this giant practice is, is, a, is, a, is a process where we train you to stop some thoughts and more thoughts and more thoughts and more thoughts. Eventually, when you get to uh, the, your destination, then you are able to have the skill, you have the skill to stop all thoughts. That's giant. No excuses. If you do Chan, okay, and you go all the way, you have the skills to stop all thoughts. And I really am upset because when I first started doing meditation, no one ever taught me that. At all. Okay? Uh, it's because most of the people who try to teach me haven't stopped their thoughts yet. Questions, comments? So, Chan, it, 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 
it's something, this is a, a very special training where, uh, where we guide you so that you eventually will be able to stop your thoughts. Okay? And this is a, uh, the quintessence of Chinese Chan versus other styled up meditation practices, whether it's Thai practice or Tibetan or Vietnamese or American, Zen, whatever, okay? Chinese Chan has this particular characteristic uh, that the others are not, don't have much, uh, as much emphasis, okay? Uh, so let me put it bluntly, in, in order to practice Chan, there are two things, okay? Number one, understand the purpose of why you're practicing Chan. You practice meditation because you want to retain rest of control back of your mind, of your thoughts. You cannot stop them right now. That's why you're learning, you're being trained, you're learning, develop skills to be able to stop your thoughts. Is that clear? That's it. And it starts first with uh, you beginners learning how to cross your legs because that's the fastest way to develop the skills. And you cross your legs, it's unnatural, and therefore you have some pain, discomfort, and so forth. That's part of a natural process, okay? Nothing to worry about. Part of the price you have to pay. Nothing that's important in life ever comes for free. All right? You have to earn it. You earn it through discomfort. You earn it through uh, uh, assiduity or, or uh, what's assiduity, another word, of, uh, diligence, consistencies, and so forth, uh, steadiness, and so forth. Uh, vigor and so forth, and you learn, and so this process here, it's, uh, it's a very, very, uh, very effective process because uh, this Chan meditation training here uh, was, was um, imported by my Chinese master from China, Master Xuanhua, and that's what we learned. The fundamentals of this, uh, is of this Chan training came from China came from our lineage, our Chan lineage, one of the five houses in China, from uh, the five schools of Chan uh, in China. Uh, the school is Weiyang, the, the first Chan school, the Chan house in China was called Weiyang, and that's what we are. And so Master Xuanhua, my late Chinese teacher, where I learned Chan skills from, uh, fundamentals from, are, was from this, this lineage, okay? Mm. And so, so they are by far uh, the best. Uh, what I mean by best is what I've seen so far in terms of level attainments uh, of the Chan practitioners, the Weiyang lineage we belong to when we try to practice is by far was the highest level I've seen anywhere in the world so far. And in, in the U.S., it's far higher than China even, for example. So the skills have been transferred from China to the U.S., okay? And so that's the first thing. The first thing uh, that we, uh, the, the Chan, the Chan lineage is not about uh, Chan, the skills is not about talk, it's about are you, can you do it, hmm. all right? So, can you stop with thoughts? So, and the, the more advanced you are, okay, the um, faster you are, uh, the better you are stopping thoughts. Okay? And, and for longer periods of time and so forth. Uh, and so that's what uh, the, in this, uh, this uh, Chinese uh, Chan skill, and by the way, uh, Chinese Chan uh, was, uh, uh, was um, the the Chan the Chinese meditation is um, is very advanced a lot more than all other countries from what I've seen okay uh, because to me you can talk all you want what is uh, your students what is the level of your students 
the teacher in the Chan school, they are the objective to transfer the knowledge to the next generation. Okay, a very simple rule. Teachers are supposed to transfer the knowledge to the next generation so that it doesn't get lost. Our experience, our skills uh, survive us. Okay? Mm. And so, uh, so this is characteristics of the Chinese Chan that I, I'm, I'm seeing that is not as uh, advanced as in all other cultures, other countries, other approaches. Okay, it's just my humble opinion. And so, why is it? Uh, what is this thing here? This emphasis here of Chan is to the reason it works faster, it works better, is because of one difference that the Chinese Chan has that the other disciplines, the other approaches don't. The Chinese Chan meditation puts emphasis on working with a good-knowing advisor, meaning a competent teacher. Competent teacher means that this teacher has been able to help a lot of students already. Okay, the Chinese are very tough. So in, their, in, in the golden era of Chinese Chan, in the Tang Dynasty, they have all these famous Chan masters who have trained so many, many advanced Chan students, Chan masters. More so than, in, than any other countries. And that's why that's why a Chan school flourished, flourished in China for, for a while. Okay, and that's what we picked up in that tradition. Yes, Corinne, YouTube. Hello, Master. This question is, came from Hannah. Hello, thank you. Thank you, as always. I have a, two questions. One, when I listen to your Dharma talk, I heard that it's difficult to get enlightenment if we worry about money. How can I get, uh, how can I let go of the worry about money? And second question is, I believe that everyone can become a Buddha, but I don't seem to have the confidence that I can do. How can I develop that confidence? Okay, uh, not everyone cannot worry about money. When I talk about not worrying about money, is I'm referring to the monks and nuns. The monks and nuns uh, in this modern era, they uh, are they are left in a position to worry about money. They have to pay rent, they have to pay for clothing, transportation, insurance, dentists, and so forth. And therefore, therefore, that's real. Without those, they cannot function as monks and nuns. And therefore, because of those uh, worldly concerns, the monks and nuns have to spend a lot of time nowadays uh, during the day to take care of those needs. May meaning get a job or work or uh, or the purpose is to do something to get the Buddhist disciples to support you to give you money and so forth and and therefore you see that's inherently that's a problem right there they're being trained in order to stop thinking and what do they do every day they worry about money. So that's contrary to the training. So that's why uh, when I said uh, in our, in our, in our um, uh, temples, in our system, when we uh, take care of, the, we take out those worries about money. So our monks and nuns, 
don't have to worry about money. They're provided for. Okay? So they, have, they can stop thinking about making money, about paying for their expenses. All right? And it's a, it's, a, it's a big chunk of time right there during the day for you. You have to worry about making money, paying rent, paying for your mortgage, car payments. Okay? And number two, uh, you have no confidence in becoming a Buddha. It'll be quite a while, don't worry. Eventually you will become a Buddha, but not right now. If you feel you have no confidence, you feel you're going to... Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, difficult for you to believe you can. That means yeah, you're right. You don't have to worry about that yet. Okay? All right, so... So the objective of Chan, again, is to develop the skills to stop thinking. And number two, uh, number two about Chan, that's uh, one of the Chan characteristics, a very important uh, approach of Chan training, is that you train under, uh, under a competent teacher, what we call good knowing advisor. Chinese call it good knowing advisor. A person who uh, knows how to train you and has done it already. Okay? Uh, and that's why, uh, that's why it's an advantage that the Chinese Chan has over all the other disciplines, meditation disciplines, I don't care who, whatever you want to you know, bring up uh, to compare against Chinese Chan, uh, is that um, uh, the competent teacher will speed up your uh, Chan skills a lot more than you were to do it by yourself. That's simple. So in Chinese Chan, and then that's what we, we, that's what we uh, copied from, we stole from, is we find a competent teacher, meaning I go to a place, I see, I, I don't look at the teacher. I look at the teacher, yes, I do. But, uh, that's what, but I also look at their students. Okay? What is the skill of the students and their disciples? Okay? And that's... Uh, that tells me that how skilled the teacher is. All right, any questions and comments? So, so far, uh, so far we discussed uh, the, the, uh, f- the first founder of uh, our lineage, Master Wei Shan, who is uh, very, very, uh, illustrious teacher. He trained his successor, Master uh, Yang Shan, that's, or Yang Shan uh, Hui Ji, as, as is the case here in the uh, screen. Uh, uh, so, Yang Shan Hui Ji. Uh, so, we are, we've been uh, on, on this, uh, d- uh, during this Chan uh, for Asia class here, uh, we try to go back to these uh, founders of our lineage and see how they received the training or how they trained their students by looking at the anecdotes that were left behind in their wake and see uh, and try to learn from it, okay? And so this is our tradition. So we finished uh, Master Wei Shan's uh, anecdotes, uh, a good like uh, 20, maybe 25 of them. Uh, we should compile them and, and publish them um, uh, as a Wei Shan, uh, Master, Great Master, uh, Great Chan Master Wei Shan anecdotes, okay? And now we're going, we're starting on Master Yang Shan's anecdote, okay? And, and so, uh, if you have no questions, I'd like to go into uh, 2.1, the introduction to Master Yang Shan, okay? Any problems? Any questions? Objections? 
suggestions, anything. So, Laksan Yangshan is also a very advanced Chan master. Uh, Wei Meng has a question. Uh, thank you, Master. Um, my question is, uh, I was injured at work and I couldn't walk for five days. A hip injury, but it's not broken. So, um, do you think I should try to get in full lotus or a half lotus and start out slow pretty soon. I'm sorry. So your hip is broken. It, it's not. It's not broken or fractured. It's just. A, it's called a contusion. It's a. A contusion. Oh, I see. Wow, that's uh, doesn't sound too bad. I heard about your the, your accident, and I thought it was broken. You be, you are in a lot for, in in uh, in for a lot of suffering, and it's a contusion then we heal quite quickly. It's not a big deal, right? However, it's pretty deep, I guess, the contusion, yes? Um, mm. So what you ought to do is uh, use this opportunity to, uh, to, um, to take care of your body, okay? Are you on long-term disability then, or you still need to hop, uh, hop to work on one foot? It's it's a week off work, and then I'll let the boss know on tomorrow. I see. About maybe more time. Yeah, you do have long, you know, work disability, right? Workman's comp and so forth. Okay, uh, never mind. Okay, you the one thing what you want to do is uh, to avoid aggravating it. Okay, so don't sit on that side. Okay. If you're able to sit in half lotus on the side, it doesn't work. It's not. It's not. Uh, doesn't have a contusion. Then you should only sit in half lotus. Okay. Thank you. Oh, uh, and and uh, uh, it's, since you are here and you are at this, this stage here, you m m may want to recite. Uh, uh, you don't eat, you're not vegetarian, right? Okay. Uh, you may want to recite the uh, Yao Shi Ru Lai, meditate on that. Okay. Or if you've been, you were transmitting the hands and eyes, recite number three. Okay. Uh, I, would, uh, I would recite Yao Shi Ru Lai, Medicine Master Buddha's name constantly. Okay, and you see the miracles, how quickly you will recover, how quickly uh, it will go away. Okay, now you have more motivation to recite it, to recite uh, that, uh, that uh, Buddha's name. Okay? Hmm. All right, I'm glad you're not badly uh, hurt. Thank uh, you. Okay. Uh, so oh, let me read, let's read this. Dharma Master Yang Shan Huiji was from Guangdong province in southern China. His last name was Ye. Yeah. He wanted to become a monk at 15, but his parents would not give permission. You see? Uh, so this, uh, he's Cantonese. I didn't know that. Hmm? Hmm. So Cantonese uh, do produce uh, competent people. Hmm? Like, uh, uh, and then, um, and then he wanted to become a monk at the age of 15. So it's kind of interesting. Back then in China, uh, these people have so many blessings. It's therefore, they wanted to go and become a monk because that's the most challenging thing, trust me, in, in that you can do. A very difficult thing to do and also very rewarding if you could, uh, could do it well. And so, so at the age of 15, he, uh, he became, he, had, he wanted to become a monk, but of course, uh, his parents, as typically, the parents are all against it. Why, why is that? 
because barons are idiots. Am I, uh, am I <laughs> offending any of you, you parents? Huh? Parents are idiots. They think they know when they talk about Buddhism, they talk about us. They don't, don't know anything. Yeah. And they're too arrogant to think that they know huh? when they really don't know. They should, you know, parents, uh, parents are like in their Chinese culture in particular, they think they're a god, they're kings, therefore they open their mouth and speak. Here in, in, in the West, before we speak, we read up on that, don't we? Huh? And we say, so that we don't sound like an idiot. Hmm? Hmm. Anyway, so, so back then they didn't have the internet, so they didn't have the parents uh, would not have much information. You can't blame them. Okay, so of course they say, uh, I don't understand Buddhism. They won't say that, but uh, I I disagree. You shouldn't go to, into uh, become a monk. Okay, uh, what's what's so glorious about becoming a monk, becoming a beggar? Okay, and dependent on others for your existence and become a parasite to society. And this is so stupid of a thinking. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just my humble opinion. Uh, two years later, he demonstrated his resolve by cutting off two of his fingers. Uh, it's kind of extreme. <laughs> so now he walks around with only eight fingers. <laughs> It's it's too much for me. <laughs> okay. This is where I I you know I I don't encourage this. Okay, if you disagree with your parents, run away from home. Okay, but don't cut off your fingers. Okay, we hide you somewhere in the world. Okay, <laughs> in a cave somewhere in Nepal or something. But you don't cut off your fingers. Okay, uh, you should cherish the body your parents give you. Okay, there's no point in cutting off your fingers to demonstrate your resolve. Okay, um, but anyway, you see, Master Yang Shang is a, it's a, it has, it has, this, he's a real character. You know, he, he's gonna have his way and say, you know, you really don't think I'm serious about it? At the age of 17, he cut off two fingers. I don't sure, sure how he, not sure how he cut it off. With a cleaver or what? A meat cleaver? Or is it with a pair of scissors? Huh? I would like to see him look and look, take a, a dull knife and go like this. You don't want me to come, monk? Huh? Huh? Are you sure? <laughs> are you, you still say no? So cut off one finger? And then you still, you still refuse? And he start cutting off the other finger. That's how I see it happening. <laughs> okay? And, and let's see what's next. I, I haven't read this, this yet this week. Uh, uh, and then he knelt in front of his parents and vowed to seek the proper dharma to repay their kindness. Okay? So you see, I think, and the parents finally agreed, uh, I think the dad got scared. <laughs> he didn't want to see the third finger fall. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so Master Yang Shan has character for, for a boy. That's incredible. Uh, I don't want Xiao Tai to have ideas, okay, boy? If you disagree with your mom, don't cut off your fingers. Let me stress this, okay? If he does, don't blame it on me. It's so traumatic, you know, he cut his fingers in front of his parents, and they are so stressed out, he said, okay, 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 go. <laughs> Subsequently, he followed Master Tung of Nanhua Monastery, where the sick patriarch was, who shaved his head. Before his full ordination, he started his travel to seek good-knowing advisors. Okay. Mm. And uh, so, uh, so the, uh, by tradition, uh, he followed a master, okay? Master Tung, I'm not sure, I'm, uh, uh, his Master Tung's level, he's not an eminent monk, uh, 
okay? Uh, but Nanhua Monastery is a monastery where the six patriarch stayed and taught a lot of people, trained a lot of important people, eminent monks. And therefore, you know, at this monastery, they have very good teachers. So Master Tong probably was a, a pretty decent teacher, okay? And, and, and so what's impressive about Master Yang Shan is that he's able to get into the Nanhua Monastery. It's very difficult, you know, it's very difficult to be able to come to a good monastery, let me tell you. Not only did his parents stop him, okay, but along the way, there are a lot more obstructions, okay. Uh, and so, uh, enjoy your time when you come to a good, uh, a good uh, temple, a good place to learn Chan, enjoy it. Take advantage of it. Take it seriously because it's not that easy, let me assure you, to be able to come consistently. Very difficult. Okay? So he's able to get into Nanwa Monastery. Oh, that's impressive. It's like a, you can attend Stanford. You know, you, get, you can go to Stanford campus, that kind of thing. Did you hear me? Stanford campus. Okay. No cut off, cutting off fingers. <laughs> wow, uh, dramatic. <laughs> okay, and and uh, and also another another kind of uh, odd thing is back then in their tradition, Chinese tradition, you are not supposed to travel until after until after full ordination. Even after you receive full ordination as uh, a, a ordained monk, uh, you need to wait for five years before you're allowed to travel, okay? So before his full ordination, he started his travels already. What does it tell you? It tells you uh, this guy is unhappy with his teachers already. <laughs> he says, I'm not learning anything here. So in our tradition, he says, I better go look for a teacher. That's a clue right there. This Master Yang Shan is very demanding. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so again, that's the, that's the tradition. Very important. If you want to speed up your training, you want to seek a competent I mean, a teacher, let me put it this way for you, modern day students, who has a track record. Okay? Meaning, they're students. They train a lot of students already. Okay? Competent students. So in, in Chan, enlightened students, you will. People who are able to stop the thoughts. Period. Okay? No excuses. And, and so, uh, so, and why, why this is a very important tip that the Koreans don't have, don't have much emphasis, the Vietnamese don't have it, the uh, Tibetans don't have it, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Thai don't have it, okay, and not the way that the Chinese do, okay, uh, it's because, because the good no advisor is like a lamp. Okay? Your mind uh, has attachments you cannot see. That's why you keep on thinking and thinking and thinking. Okay? Uh, so the good news advisor's role is to shine a light on the areas that cause you to do a lot of thinking. Someday you understand what I mean. Okay? Hmm. So that's why the Chinese style of practicing Chan is the best, it's the fastest. Okay? Hmm. We, we, we have no excuses in a Chan school, no excuses. Uh, can you stop your thoughts? Number two, you stop your thoughts. How many people have you trained to stop their thoughts? 
how advanced are they? And that's outstanding Xinjiang. Okay. First, he studied under the Air National Teacher Hui Zhong Nanyang. Nanyang. Nanyang Hui Zhong. So his name was Tan Yun, where he understood the profound principles. Okay. So, uh, so this, this Master Yang Shan, again, is very impressive. That impressive in the fact he got into Nanhua, which is like, let's say, the Stanford of the West Coast or Berkeley West Coast, depending on your discipline. Okay. Uh, math, you have to go to Berkeley. Okay. Anyway. Uh, uh, but, but, but you, you, uh, so he went to Nanhua and studied in their, this environment, studied in this environment, trained this environment where they have competent teachers in Nanhua, a lot of competent teachers and competent students. Okay? You learn a lot from your students as well. I'm sure you, that's your case as well. And then he looked at them and said, hmm, I still, um, I'm not happy. Okay? It must be something better. Okay? And so he left, he traveled. And then he traveled and he met these in in the Chinese system, there's something called national teacher, where they're the teachers of the emperor, of the kings, the emperors, Chinese emperors. So they're they are enlightened. Okay, uh, all national teachers in China are were enlightened. Okay, and so when they're enlightened, uh, so they train their own disciples who are. Uh, who are designated as the successor. That's what they call heir, dharma heir. Uh, dharma is, uh, is uh, their, their teachings. Uh, so uh, Tan Yuan was, uh, was very famous uh, heir, uh, su uh, successor to the national teacher, okay? and he's practiced under Tan Yuan, and uh, he understood the profound principles. Yes, uh, uh, Korea. Lady. It's moving, probably driving. Okay, now we can hear you. No, we still can't hear you. It's okay. Just... Yeah, we can hear you now. Master, can you hear me? 아, 네. 스님, 거, 그, 운전 중 아니고 그냥 조수석에 앉아 있고요. 그 다음에, 어, 그, 중국에만 국사가 있는 게 아니라 한국에도 국사가 있거든요. 그래서 마스터께서 그 작년에 송, 순천에 있는 송방사 가셨는데 그 송방사가 어, 임금의 스승이신 십육 곡사를 배출한 승보 사찰이라고 저도 말씀드리고 싶어요. 주가 한국에도 있어요. 국사가. Master, I'm not driving. I'm just sitting next to it. And um, I also want to tell you that national teacher is not only in um, China. Also in Korea, we have national teachers. Uh, so when we went to Songgwangsa to, together, that temple is the place for national teachers. Sungwangsa? Mm. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah, Okay, thank you. Sungwangsa. Thank you very much. Okay. Korea too. Mm. All right. Uh, thank you for your input. Uh, you know, wonderful how much we learn. Okay, so now, uh, before I go into the, uh, uh, the profound principles, let's get some background information. Uh, Chan Master Tan Yuan, uh, Study under Chan Master Nan Yang and Ma Zhu, Tao Yi Ba Zhu is very, very famous, excellent, excellent teacher. Hmm. And he was uh, another thing that you also pay attention to. These are the tips, okay, that there are, he was an attendant of uh, National Chan Master Nan Yang, uh, meaning that he received personal instructions from. Uh, a famous monk. Okay, uh, in the Chan system, uh, you're an attendant because you receive 
personal instructions, you have a chance to observe your master's daily routines. Oh, how often he eats, uh, uh, how often he uses the iPhone, uh, and, 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 and so forth, and, and, and uh, how much he sleeps, okay? Mm. How he talks to his, 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 uh, yeah, his disciples, how he yelled at his, uh, his monks and nuns and so forth, okay? And so it's a fantastic uh, thing. In the real world, for example, uh, we, uh, we also call it uh, on-the-job training where you, the people with potential are actually put under a mentor, okay? So for example, you want to become executive, you want to mentor under a VP or EVP or president and you know, chairman and so forth. In a, in a law system, you want a clerk for Supreme Court justice and so forth, okay? And those are the prized positions, you will, okay? So this uh, Master Chan, Master Dan Yuan is special. No two ways about it, okay? He's, he's, he's very competent, okay? And you hear the names, you, you, it's, it's called name dropping. I'm not sure I know, I don't know much about Nanyang because uh, there's not a whole lot of teachings left, okay? Here's he he's a, he's a, he's a cool thing. Uh, if your teaching is so good, okay, will be preserved, will be saved, okay? Uh, if it's not good enough, uh, not as good as the other teachings, then it gets buried, okay? And so I don't know about Nanyang, but I know about Ma Zhu, okay? Ma Zhu is a very, very you know, fantastic teacher, all right? Yeah. But the interesting here, thing here, folks, is that he's an attendant. This is, this is a prized thing in, in, in Chan training, okay? This is, this is it, you know? Uh, and so, uh, and Master Nang Yang was, oh, I see, was one of the most excellent disciples of the Sixth Patriarch. Sixth Patriarch is the best teacher, one of the best teachers in Chinese Chan. And Master Yang Nan was, uh, uh, was at the top of the uh, school. Now, in all fairness, in my, in my opinion, Master Sixth Patriarch is, was very competent, was just in a class by himself. But his followers weren't that good. Not all of them were good. Okay, is that kind of interesting? Uh, so, so that's why, that's why from my, from, because the, there weren't a lot of, uh, uh, of his uh, successors' teachings left, okay, that would, uh, would uh, stand the test of time. Mm. Uh, their teachings are preserved because they help their students, their students who became grateful and preserved the teachings because they wanted to uh, share the teachings so that others can also benefit, receive the same benefits, you see? So that's why, um, that's why uh, uh, Nan Yang was uh, Excel, was very good. Uh, of uh, his national master of two emperors, uh, and this is not a good thing. Okay? Yeah. You cannot be an, an, uh, a teacher of an emperor without engaging in politics. And for you to be a teacher in two successive emperors, to me, that's not a good thing, honestly. My, my opinion. Uh, if you, you know, most teachers would, would uh, engage the emperor for a while, and then, okay, that's enough for today. I mean, that's enough for, for me. Uh, let me go back to my, to my mountain, my temple. And, uh, you know, uh, because you cannot be in that environment without doing politics, period. Okay? So this is why, this is one of the reasons why his teachings never survived. Hmm? Not pure Chan enough. Hmm. Ten. Later he studied under Master Wei Shan, where he attained enlightenment. Okay, now uh, let's go back to this slide here, where 
he understood the profound principles. If we have time, I come. I, I will. I will uh, go into this. We don't. I think the next slide I read some some time ago, a few weeks ago, would go again. We we'll go back into this process where he understood the profound principles. Okay, and you Chinese-speaking people uh, can research on what it means to wu xue zhi. Okay, understood the profound principles, if you like, eh? and you can discuss it. How about that? Why don't you do that? Because I'm running out of time. Okay, yes, sir. Seven. Uh, thank you, Master. I wonder how we can use this uh, good knowing advisor story to stop our thinking, because it sounds to me is still other people's story. That, yes. Yeah. I wonder Very how good. we can use that. Mm -hmm. They leave behind a system of training, a way of training. So the training you, you are doing right now is from Master Shenhua. The fundamentals you're learning is from Master Shenhua. And that's, this is all his disciples went through this kind of training. You have, to, you have to build your foundation. Okay? And so that's why the track record matters. Meaning that because of this training here, uh, his disciples became enlightened. Because, and we, so we copy the same thing, you know, knowing how good it was. And, and our disciples, your generation also, have quite a few people who made it, who became enlightened, who excel at this as well. Okay? So it's a process that uh, you're, you're undergoing, the training you're undergoing, that has a track record already in two generations, okay? Uh, and he studied under Master Wei Shan where he attained enlightenment. So there's a difference between, you know, uh, he was uh, wandering around, studying under various famous masters, and then he went to Master Wei Shan and he became enlightened, okay? Next, after receiving Master Wei Shan's secret seal, Okay, he led his disciples to Wang Mang Mountain. Mm. Mm. And so, uh, so don't know what Mi uh, In, secret seal, what it had to do in the, the Chinese thing, uh, Chinese tradition back then. Maybe we can get some help. You guys can do some research on that. I don't know what it means. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Daniel, on the uh, internet. Hi, Master. Um, I just want to ask, what can I do in my cultivation to help me find a job in the future? Uh, what do you to, to find a job? Uh, you, uh, the job are, are uh, the result of your blessings. You, you harness more and more blessings. So for example, Chan cultivation, you practice Chan, you, you participate in these classes, you're creating a lot of blessings for yourself. Okay? Uh, and so the, so, uh, so the more blessings you have, uh, you, uh, the more chances you have in getting a job, number one. Okay? Number two, mm, to make it uh, so what we what we call blessings is actually our seeds okay uh, there waiting to sprout okay and so uh, the jobs are basically blessings that are, that mature so the seeds in order the seeds to mature you need you know the the sun the water the soil and all their varying various conditions to help the seed sprout okay uh, and so what we what we, we uh, remind our students is that you, know, you want the, the the good seed to sprout and not the bad seed to sprout okay because we have both good seeds and bad seeds 
Okay? If you have a bad seed sprout, then you do things that are stupid to harm yourself. You got a job that will harm yourself. Whereas you, have, you want a good seeds to sprout so that you have a job that's beneficial to you. Yeah. Okay? And so in order for you to get the, the, the good seeds to sprout, you should refrain from doing bad stuff. And this is what you are not taught by your teachers and your parents. Okay? Uh, what you do matters. Uh, you wanna, it's not just any job. But you want to get a good job, and get a good job is number one. Again, in summary, number one, you create blessings. You, you need you need to have good seats, seats of blessings. Okay. Number two, uh, do good, be a good person, and and the good jobs will come to you, and the bad jobs will, will stay away from you. Okay. So okay. so basically, the more seats, good seats you have. Uh, the more good you do, the better a job, the more chances you're going to have. Okay? It's up to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Michael. All right. So, uh, help with the Chinese about the secret seal from Master Wei Shan. Basically, uh, uh, this is a Chinese thing, so I'm, I'm, don't, I'm not sure how to explain this to you. But basically, uh, my guess uh, is that Master Wei Shan basically said, uh, you're a competent teacher, okay? He led his disciples to away from, from Master Wei Shan's temple uh, to a different place, to Wang Mang Mountain. Yes, uh, two. Uh, Master, do you want to hear about the Mi Yin now or next time? You can do it now. Uh, so the, according to the uh, Buddhism dictionary, there are two meanings. So um, one meaning is in Chan school, it just means secret mind seal. Okay. And then there's also another meaning is in the secret school where uh, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas have their original fundamental vows. And then the means the, the mudras with the hands or fingers that mark the original vows. That's, that's what it says. Um, and then I just want to add one more context is the, the uh, Wei Mountain Temple that the Wei Shan Master established is actually called uh, Mi Yin Si. So the, the, actually the name of the temple is Secret Seal si. Temple. Mm, okay, I didn't know that. Thank you. Thank you for the input. Okay, so my interpretation then is, uh, is the first one where the mean here is mind-to-mind -mind transmission, meaning that Master Wei Shan certified him to be an enlightened monk, not just enlightened monk, but also the, the, uh, uh, the, to be a competent teacher as well. And that's how, that's how he was able, that's how Master Yang Shan decided to split and bring his disciples away from Master Wei Shan disciples. Okay? It's kind of, kind of a cool thing to do. Hmm. Basically telling the uh, existing disciples, you're kind of not good enough for me. <laughs> That's what it means. Okay? You, this is what happens. You are loyal, devoted to Master Wei Shan. Okay? So therefore, you have blind spots. You're no longer the reason you're still here because you are not good enough yet. And you're, you're, too, too, you're, you're too blindly loyal to Master Wei Shan. If I were to stay around, you still won't listen to me. Therefore, goodbye. It's a rejection. It's a very strong statement. You are not good enough. Okay? Due to the, the absence of favorable conditions there, he moved to Yang Mountain where students came in great numbers. Okay? So he had to see, it's a funny thing, he split away because, because uh, he made a statement and said, uh, you, you follow me, okay? I will train you and, and you will have a better chance then we were to stay here together because you receive 
influences from these people who are stupid and think they are good. Okay? In China, there's no, no excuses. Either you have or you don't. There's no beating around the bush. So for him to reject them is a very, very strong statement of the remaining students as must at Yangshan uh, Temple. Okay? So, and, and you see, uh, and he just went there just more to get away from them, to protect his students, uh, than to go to a place where there is comfortable or have the things. No, and, and he went away, we used to split, and uh, desperation, he went to Wang Mang Mountain, and uh, he, he couldn't really survive there. No one supported him there, so he moved to Yang Mountain, where it's, uh, the students came. Meaning what? Meaning that, meaning that hmm, those teachers taught because the local people support it. They don't support it, he can't teach. Okay? They don't say, oh, unlike uh, Daniel, he says, I have a job here. I want a good job, so I want the master is a different world. The Chan master is a different world. They, are, they're, they depend on the support of the people in order for them to do their jobs. They're not like us, like you, where they, they look for a job to make money, to support a family, and so forth. No. Uh, for these Chan masters, they taught because they were uh, able to get enough support uh, so that they can do their jobs, if you will. Okay? Uh, and, and so Yang Mountain, Yang Mountain was a lot more, he received a lot more support. Okay? And they spread the word, not in terms of material support, they also spread the word so people came uh, to benefit from his training, his teachings. Mm. A few years before Master Yang Shan passed away, he composed this verse, the last slide, and we're going to stop. Oh, two slides. At, at the age of 77, today, this old man is leaving. See? Very simple. It's nothing like... Uh, Nothing, nothing, uh, uh, nothing fancy, uh, dramatic. Okay, I'm leaving now, I'm leaving now, I'm going to miss you, you're so special. <laughs> and not, nothing like that, okay? It's like I, at, at the age of 77, this is how he says goodbye. I'm 77 years old, uh, this old man here, his body is not working anymore, so it's time for me to leave. Uh, his body here, uh, is uh, floating and sinking with nature, uh, holding bent knees with my hands, holding bent knees with my hands. And so he died at age 77. Okay? Uh, uh, really? You, you, uh, I don't, I'm not sure why these, these two lines in the, in the verse, what, why he said those things. Okay, maybe the Chinese people can help us out. Yes, Professor Jane. Thank you, Master. I just want to make a comment uh, about uh, the national teachers, the great master, Qingliang Chengguan, he served uh, five emperors. Yes. So? So I just want to point this out. So uh, 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 here, Venerable Hui Ji is not the only one who served uh, more than one uh, emperor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not Heiji who has, uh, uh, who has, who served emperors. It's the uh, Danyang who served two emperors. Oh, okay. oh Danyang, sorry. Uh, but uh, Master Qingliang is a different story. Master Qingliang's role in Buddhism was not to train students. He was there to produce materials. Teaching material, he's more on the teaching school. Okay, he's not in a Chan world. Okay? I see. 
Wei Mao. The, uh, Master, the pure, the pure Chan masters frown upon serving an emperor. Go ahead, Wei Mao. Uh, Master, se several slides ago, it was about the six patriarch, how um, there weren't that many disciples that, that could reach a high level back then, right next to him? No, they were pretty high. Okay, I'm sure there were a lot of high-level disciples of Master, uh, Master Six Patriarch. Okay, but uh, but the uh, the ones that are famous, okay, that we are aware of uh, so far, they haven't left any significant uh, teachings. Okay, not at the level of uh, Ma Zhu or or you know. Uh, so that's my complaint. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so floating, sinking, and nature holding bent knees with my hands. Uh, I don't know why, why he says that. And then he dies. <laughs> there must be a reason. Okay. Time is up. So uh, can we, we can revisit this next week if... Uh, our uh, students can do some research and help out with this tool, with this verse here. Thank you, everyone. See you next time.